Transform the way you hunt with the all-new Bay Cellular Trail Camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show today is Jonathan McCormick. Now, Jonathan had me on his show a while back. Well, maybe not that long ago, but I thought it was only fitting to return the favor and invite him over to hop on a call with me. Now, I will say we had a ton of fun chatting on his podcast, so go and check that out. And we also have a ton of fun in this episode. We talk a lot about fitness, though, just a forewarning. Some people are going to be like, oh, I thought this was a hunting podcast, not a fitness podcast. Well, it is. And if you don't think that fitness plays into how well you can hunt, how far you can hike, how how efficiently you can drag a deer out, or even just be kneeling down and gutting a deer out or processing it in the field, you've got another thing coming. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a ton of fun. And Jonathan's the type of guy I'm going to have on the podcast a lot more in the future because it was a riot. Let's jump in. You're listening to The Western Rookie, a hunting podcast full of tips, tricks, and strategies from seasoned Western hunters. There are plenty of opportunities out there. We just need to learn how to take on the challenges. Hunting is completely different up there. I've harvested 26 big game animals. You can fool their eyes, but you can't fool their nose. 300 yards back to the road turned into three miles back the other way. It's always cool seeing new hunters go and harvest an animal. I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show, this is this is awesome. I don't get to do this very often where I'm on somebody else's show and then they come on my show. Normally, it's kind of like reverse. But Jonathan, thanks for hopping on, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It was it was a pleasure having you on the podcast and figured I'd hop on your show as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love that. So you run the Red Beard Outdoors podcast um, and you're part of the Red Beards Fit Crew. You're pushing first form. Like, why don't you share with the listeners who maybe didn't hop over and listen a little bit more about yourself and uh, kind of what you do in the outdoor space? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that. I, uh, so yeah, Redbeard Outdoors, that's my Instagram, uh, the official brand, I guess. And, uh, what I do basically is I just want to show people that, you know, people like you and me that are dads, we've got jobs. Well, I guess your job is podcasting now, which is awesome. And, uh, but either way, you've got a job, you still enjoy the outdoors. I love the outdoors. I love fitness. And, uh, I just want to show people that you don't have to try and be, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger or, whatever your, maybe your fitness model as a woman is, uh, to enjoy fitness, to get outside, to enjoy the outside more, you know, because you are a little bit more fit and again, just keeping it simple. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how, how did you get started with that? Like what made you want to do it? Was it just those things specifically, or did you have like an encounter with somebody or have a conversation and you were like, man, this would be cool to start encouraging other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at the time working at a, an office. This was pre COVID crap. And so, uh, you know, I, I was in an office where there's a lot of people that we'd have a random day off during the week and I never worked Sundays. Um, and that was just my, that's always been my family day. Yeah. And so I'd come back from either the Wednesday or Thursday off that I had. 
And, uh, and they're like, Oh, what'd you do? You know, I'm like, Oh, I took the kids on. And this was before they were in school, uh, our younger ones. And I would take them on hikes, you know, yeah. I'd carry them in the front carrier or they'd walk for a little bit, get tired. And then I'd carry them on my shoulders, whatever. Um, and, and they're like, you, you did that with kids. I'm like, yeah. And you know, normal grocery shopping, other errands and stuff. And, and they're like, man, you know, like on our day off, we just try and find the best show. Like that's all they talk about was yeah. what's on Netflix or what's this or what's that. And I, I could never really contribute. Cause I was like, I, I don't really watch TV. So, um, it just kind of opened my eyes to people think, and especially even here in Utah, it kind of surprised me because you can drive 10 minutes North or South. And you'll hit five to 10 different trailheads. And most of them are kid friendly, at least for the first mile or so. Yep. And so it just kind of blew me away that people weren't taking advantage of, you know, the, the natural beauty that we have out here. And so I was just like, well, I'm just going to start Instagram and just share. I already take pictures and videos for personal. Um, why not start it? And, you know, uh, Red Beard Outdoors, just Red Beard and then outdoors. I guess everyone's got an outdoors tag now at the end of their name, but yeah. <laughs> at the time it wasn't as popular. Um, and and that's just kind of where it started. Nice. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's something about getting kids outdoors, like e- just getting anybody outdoors that maybe isn't used to it. With our kids, I was like, man, I just want them out adventuring. Like, I want their feet to be dirty and I want their fingernails to just be black underneath. And like, them come back with bumps and scrapes and like learn about things outside. And even now we have this really, really high tech, uh, nature journal. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is we take things that they find in nature and tape it to a notebook page. And, uh, like it's their favorite thing. I was just outside in between podcasts, like 15 minutes ago. And my son comes up to me and he's got this maple leaf and he's got two, pieces of uh, two small rocks that he grabbed from the gravel pit that we're parked on right now. And then he's got a long piece of grass and he had taped them into a face. So it looks like a leaf popsicle face. (laughs) And I'm like, that's amazing. And he's like, it's for you, dad. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. You know, like they just love it. And every new thing that they see the other day, so they've always been freaked out about spiders. And I'm like, you don't have to be that scared. Like I trust me. I don't like spiders. If one's crawling on me, I'm like, Oh, what, what the heck? (laughs) But they were like, they would scream if they saw one the other Mm day. We're in Yellowstone national park and my son walks up to me and he's like, dad, look, a spider. And he's letting it crawl on his hand. And I'm like, first of all, I wouldn't do that, but dude, amazing. (laughs) Like, great job, buddy. Like you used to be terrified of spiders and now you're just letting them crawl all over you. Um, and it's just cool to see the progression. Can I see it's underbelly? Make sure he's not a black widow or something. Yeah, for real. I'm like, uh, just don't make him mad and shake him off real quick. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they just get so brave or like watching. I mean, it it terrifies me as a parent. I'm like, man, I really want you to be adventurous, but I also don't want you to die. So they're like looking over in Canyonlands National Park at like a thousand foot drop, and I'm like. Like my stomach is just going crazy. Like, and I'm you like, can guys, fit guys, through guys, those rails. Let's yeah, not yeah. Do that. You need to back up. Oh, dude, he would. He stuck his head through the railing at one park. And I'm like, this is going to be one of those deals. I'm going to have to go to the camper and grab my angle grinder and cut you out. And then I'm going to get fined and have to replace. I'm like, at least they're having fun <laughs> adventuring. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I love that, man. It's uh it's same thing here. Like, you know, when you when you find that they're willing to play with things or snakes even like my wife is deathly afraid of snakes right but um we have little garter snakes here in the neighborhood and um you know we found one 
you know, the other day and we we're just messing around with it. And, uh, and I, I love, I love that, you know, for the kids, but on top of that, like the kids learn from us, you know, and, and that was a big thing for me is that the kids learn that we need to be better as you know, they learn from us as parents. So, so the big deal with that is just setting that example. And even if it is just getting outside, um, like I noticed recently, we we've probably been letting our kids do a little bit more screen time than, than we should. Yeah. Um, and so we've been going through the growing pains of kind of backtracking and having those fights of not allowing them to have screen time. Uh, and yesterday, you know, my son's out there playing um, wall ball off, you know, the wall of our house with his friends. And, um, and he comes in, he's all sweaty, you know, and he's excited. He's getting a drink of water. And I just cooked up some antelope back strap and he grabbed a little piece of that and ran outside. I was like, Hey, hold on. I said, isn't this more fun than the stupid iPad? And yeah. he was like, Oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, dad. <laughs> so, you know, and he's, he's seven. Right. And, but yeah. like, you know, an hour earlier, he was fighting me about, Oh man, I really want to get on the iPad and play Minecraft, which again, Minecraft's great. It, it's cool to to code and, and be creative on there, but there it should be used as a tool, just yeah. like anything else with, with electronics. So anyway, that, that was a, a big reason why I started the the Redbeard Outdoors or just showing people that you don't like, there seemed to be this little bit of a gap where people would, you, you kind of see these people that are sponsored yeah. and they have all these, all the amazing gear and the cool trailers and all the, you know, the RVs and everything like that. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, I can't accomplish that because I'm working a desk job here. You know, that's not reality for me. Yeah. And so I just wanted to show them, hey, you can just go on a hike. And these hikes don't require that you have mountain climbing gear. You know, you can just walk in your tennis shoes. So uh, things like that. And then it evolved into Redbeard's Fit Crew, which is my private group on Facebook. Uh, no, you don't have to be fit. No, you don't have to have a red beard. I get asked that all the time. Uh, it's just, you know, I, 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 it's kind of stuck that I'm, you know, my, my, I guess, nickname on social media is red beard. So um, it's my fit crew that where I know people from the East coast, West coast, I've got a, a couple of people in there from Mexico, actually, um, that just people that want to get outside, want to live a better life, you know, happier, healthier, more successful life, whatever that is for you awesome, but we just want to encourage, you know, improvement. And, um, and so I just started that group and we post on there right now. There's a lot of hunting stuff going on because people are sharing their successes or, or failures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just getting outside and, and, uh, sharing movement, basically getting out and moving. Yeah, that's good. And it's, it's good to preach that. Like you don't have to be great. You don't have to have a goal of being able to run a marathon or keep up with Cameron Haynes, you know, like just improve. As long mm -hmm. as you're continually improving, like a year from now, you're going to be better than you were last year. And then the next year, you're going to be better and better and better. And I found myself not that long ago going the opposite direction. I was like, you know, I, I see a lot of men on my dad's side of the family are pretty big dudes. And I'm like, oh, man, like I'm going to I'm going to be fit. I'm going to be fit. And my wife had a baby and I gained as much weight as she did. And, uh, and then she had same another one and I did the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what in the world? And it wasn't that long ago. I was like, okay, so I'm in my mid thirties now. And if, if I'm not careful, like I'm going to be really out of shape and not very long, like genetically, I just have it in me to put on weight in a hurry. And I don't want to be that guy who's limited and I can't go and do these things that I want. I don't want to be the guy who like has to sit on a four wheeler 
while all my buddies are walking through the field pheasant hunting because I'm just not in shape. And I was like, as much as I want to say like, oh, when I'm 50, like I'm going to make sure that's not going to happen. Well, that starts right now. Mm -hmm. And finally, I just said, screw it. I'm just going to go all out with it. And I did. And then, you know, since I I lost almost 40 pounds, it was like 39 pounds and it did not shed as quick as it came back. That's for sure. Like I'm not, I definitely haven't gained 40 pounds back, but like bumping back up to 10, 12 pounds heavier. Mm -hmm. I love sweets, man. Like there's just, (laughs) I can't say no, I have no self-control and uh, yeah, but to, to just continually improve and want to be a better version of yourself, it's going to enable you to do more in the long run anyways. So that's really cool that you guys have a Facebook page where you're sharing that you're sharing the successes you're sharing, even just what you're doing, like, Hey, out on a hike today, Hey, going out shed hunting, whatever that looks like. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just keeping it simple, you know, keeping it simple. And like what you said, um, and I, I think I put this up today, just, you know, six months from now, a year from now, are you going to look back and and wonder, you know, man, I should have started it that day, right? Because it's just like with the stock market or any other type of investment or rental property, whatever, with money, people always want to talk about that, how there's little investments that you can put in every day, every paycheck, you take a yep. chunk out and you put it in and it's going to expound. Well, same thing with your health, right? If you're not starting today, it only gets harder. It's yeah. not going to get any easier as you get older. Your hormones get you know worse. There's a whole bunch of stuff behind it. But basically, and I've already started noticing it. I don't recover as quickly, and I'm only thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, why am I so tight this morning? I shouldn't be that tight. And then I'd focus more on mobility, you know, and making sure that I'm not just all beefing up the muscle and, and getting tight because that doesn't help anything either when you're up in the mountains. So, yep. um, you know, there, there's a good mix of keeping it, just keeping it simple. You know, like you said, if you, if you don't want to run marathons, you don't have to run marathons, but if you do kudos to you, you can go run for me too, because I hate running. So yeah, dude, I'm the same way. People are like, it's so addicting. And I'm like, it has the opposite effect on me. Like nope. it, it, there's nothing about running where I'm like, I want to go do that again. And I'm friends with a lot of people who are really into it. The other night, I went back to Springfield for a couple days, super pumped to hang out with all my guy friends again. And we're hanging out talking and they start talking about just going and running this trail. And I trust me, trail running is a whole different level than just running on the street. Like those psychos that run on the street and they're like, (laughs) I'm going to run pavement. I'm going to run from my house back to my house. It's going to be amazing. And I'm like, who are you? Are you a robot? Uh, but no, they're, they're talking about running like nature trails, like down in Arkansas mm-hmm. on the Buffalo National uh, River, like running that. I'm like, OK, I could kind of get behind that. That sounds a little bit more fun. But they're talking about running the whole thing and not stopping. And I'm like, how long would that You're take like, you? Yeah. I don't know, like 36 hours. And I'm like. 36 hours. Okay. You like, that's not human. And they're all getting super pumped. They're like, we got to plan the trip. We got to plan the trip. I'm like, I will be in a canoe just chilling. Like, I'm just going to be floating, (laughs) watching you, laughing at you. And they're like, oh, dude. And then you could bring some like food for us and get set up ahead. And I'm like, because you want to run instead of relax. Okay. You're like, sure. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll support you, man. I'm there all the way. (laughs) I'll go, I'll fish for you. I'll do all that all the way down while you guys are over there running. You go have fun with that. (laughs) And then on top of it, the, the other thing that doesn't make sense to me with running, and there's probably going to be people who are like, Dan, you're an idiot, but there's like (laughs) 
all these 5Ks, right? There's people that compete in these 5Ks just to like casually jog. And I did a 5K one time and it was a color run. So they throw Mm -hmm. dry paint at you basically. And I'm like running with, at the time, I think we were just dating. And, you know, Sam was like, hey, do you want to come do this color run? And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm trying to impress you. I'll do whatever you want. (laughs) And so we go to do this color run and we start jogging. Like, I mean, the, the whistle goes and they send us all off. And then it's just like a slow jog. And I'm like... Are we not trying to get to the front of the line? Like, isn't, yeah, isn't the goal to get, no, 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 it's just for fun. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just, (laughs) something has happened to our mindset in this country and I don't understand it anymore. But yeah, I was like at a dead sprint and they're like, wait for us. And I'm like, no, it's every man for himself. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm finishing first. And they're like, no, like we want you to enjoy it with us. And so then we literally jogged and like, we were like the mall walkers speed walking most of the course. And I'm like, this is the hey, weirdest speed walking, man. If you've never tried it, that is some shin burning activity right there. Your shins and calves after speed walking, it'll get you, man. Oh yeah. The there's guys. I remember, I'll never forget this dude. I wish I knew his name or, or knew his story, like took the time to talk to him. But at my hometown mall growing up, it was called the Oakwood mall in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. This dude would wear jean coveralls and he had like a legit like pocket watch stopwatch that would hang out of his pocket on the front of his jean coveralls. And he speed walked that mall every like all day, every day. I, I would think that he was getting paid to do it. I mean, he was like up and down all through the cubbies, you know, back past Macy's and Kohl's and like all the big That's stores awesome. on the ends. And he's just like in and out old. I don't think I had ever been to that mall without seeing that guy speed walking there. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I wonder he probably the reason he's still wearing those coveralls is because he can't get them around his calf. Like they're just stuck <laughs> permanently now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man. It And, it you know, again, my wife, she used to love running um, and, and she still does. And I just don't I can't comprehend it. But people also they can't comprehend me. You know, I work on i do sled work every day um because i don't want my knees to get jacked up you know i started noticing some little tweaks in my knees when i would do squats or whatever and i was like hmm, i'm gonna try this knees over toes guy stuff so i just do some sled work stuff uh every day and you know people just they don't understand they're like why are you pushing a sled or you know hey we're gonna start calling you santa claus or whatever yeah <laughs> so you know and that's cool but like it's to, it's it what is your purpose for it you know like yeah. um for me i want longevity and I know there's a correlation uh, between, you know, building muscle and staying lean. You don't have to necessarily get, again, 5% body fat, bodybuilder lean, but staying lean, building muscle, you can continue building muscle well into, you know, your later years. Uh, yep. But there's also a correlation between that and uh, your, like your muscle density and how long you actually live. Um, and so that's something that I'm just trying to control what I can control. Who knows if I, you know, if I have a heart attack tomorrow because my heart just decides to say, okay, we're done. Um, you know, that's out of my control, but yeah. it's in my control to not be a couch potato, yeah. you know? So just kind of controlling the controllables. And I know that's a, a thing we're hearing a lot nowadays, but definitely that's something that's key in health. No, that's awesome. I, I love the idea that you're like, Hey man, my knees are getting jacked up. I'm going to focus specifically on, on workouts that are going to help that or increase my 
mobility because that's something that I've always struggled with is joints. Like my joints are terrible and like my knees, my shoulders, that's stuff that I really need to work on and my flexibility. Oh my gosh. People, people look at me and they're like, you know, they see me play basketball or football or whatever, like, cause I love playing sports and they're like, Oh yeah, dude, like it'd be nice to be flexible. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not even close. <laughs> like I, I started doing, it wasn't yoga, but it was like basically yoga with a weird medical name. And, uh, I started doing that cause I was like, I need to, like, I want to be able to touch my toes at some point. I kid you not. I'm probably like 10 to 14 inches from touching my toes. If my legs are straight, like I'm so, mm. so bad, but I, I never tear anything. I never pull anything. Like I've never had any actual injuries or issues. I'm just yeah. not a flexible dude. And it's probably because I just have never stretched. People are like, Oh yeah, dude, stretch before working out. I'm like, wait, what? Like you're yeah. adding another workout before your workout? No, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I, I recently went to, I say recently, it was within the last year, went to, a. I I had some issues with, I'm trying to remember my lower back. And, uh, I went to this place that does a whole bunch of, they do more holistic stuff, but they have, um, chiropractor and physical therapist. Yeah. And, um, so I went into the chiropractor and I, I got one of the guys that is more, he's more into CrossFit. So he's all about mobility. Yep. which I appreciated. It wasn't just going in, popping my back and getting me out. And he, uh, so, you know, I've got from my waist down, like my, my legs are just tree trunks. Right. And that's why I always joke with people. I'm like, I'll pack out anything for you guys. Like I, I was given this gift for a reason, you yeah. know, I need to use it. So, um, it, my lower body's always been strong, but it's never been flexible. Like what you're saying. And, and, and there's flexible and then there's mobile. And I was noticing that tightness in my lower back, and I was thinking maybe it was because I had gained weight and then I lost the weight and it didn't go completely away um, when I throw a backpack on or whatever. And my hip flexors would always get tight after the second day of backpacking, especially if we're going over a bunch of deadfall. Yeah. And so I was just like, man, what the heck do I need to do? So we go, I go in and he like, he does the external rotation, which I've always stretched my IT band. Um, you know, doing that, your leg is at a 90 degree angle. You lean forward into it, that kind of stretch where you're stretching out the, the outside. Um, but I never worked on my internal rotation, which is where, you know, your knee actually rotates in rather than outward. Yep. And, uh, and so he, he does my outward rotation. He's like, okay, that's actually pretty good. Um, and then he goes to go inward. He was like, stop resisting me. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And he goes again. <laughs> and he was like, no, seriously, stop tensing up. I'm like, I'm not tensing up. He was like, dude, he was like, I want you at a, he said like 20 degrees. He was like, you're, you're at five right now. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> he was like, there's your issue. So I started adding that in. Um, I was doing it every day. Now I'm back to every other day and uh, it's helped a ton. My back pain's completely gone. Um, and I, this year so far, I haven't had any issues with my hip flexors, um, tightening up on me. So it's crazy that just like, so I focus so much on getting strong that I didn't focus on the, the mobility. Right. No. And so my muscles wanted, and the, the ligaments and tendons that go along with it wanted to be so tense all the time that they'd put out the effort, but then they couldn't ever relax back. And that's what was causing my, my issues. Um, so anyway, I, I've done that. And then of course I want to shoot my bow until I'm a hundred and something years old. So I do a lot of uh, shoulder mobility. Yep. Um, 
because I've injured a shoulder playing football and, uh, and I no longer have creaks. I've, I've overhead press more than I ever have in my entire life, even in high school um, when I was playing sports. So it's just a matter of like, I was strong, but the underlying issues uh, of the mobility were holding me back from getting even better. So again, there's always stuff, go to a professional, ask them to help you out. And uh, it, it works. I'm going to have to do that. I, I probably do need some professional help with like the mobility side of things, especially now. Like I notice myself, I do have quite a bit of tightness in my back, like a good amount of the time now. And it can't help that I'm riding around in this freaking motor home, like all across the country. <laughs> like I'll be riding and I've got the cruise control on. And, you know, I do like the, the guy spread of his legs, you know, like I just like my legs are way out to the side. Dude, when I go to stand up and like pull my knees back together, oh my gosh, the stiffness and the tightness. Mm-hmm. And I just need to find some something that's going to counteract that, you know, and hopefully improve my mobility um, or at the very least keep it from getting worse as I'm driving around the country in an RV. Um, exactly. But yeah, to, to get some professional help and, you know, there's always like the point of pride, like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I'll be all right. But at this stage in life, I'm really realizing that professionals actually know what they're talking about and they're useful. <laughs> yeah, no, they can't. They definitely can. But you can always find there's always the crappy ones out there, right? Um, and I've been to a couple of chiropractors that were just wanting the paycheck. I mean, you could tell I, they popped my back. It feel good, but it wasn't like there was no education behind it. But then there was this chiropractor that he he took the time the extra time to walk me through mobility. And then he sent me to a couple different sites that he uses for his CrossFit stuff. Um, and it just gave me some ideas to, to do it. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And there's a ton of, there's a ton of fitness places now that are popping up and train like online trainers specifically for hunting mm-hmm. where it's like, dude, if you want to be a better hunter, no, you don't have to be able to bench press 400 pounds, but here's a couple of things you can do that are going to make you more efficient out in the woods that are going to keep you hiking longer mm-hmm. that are going to allow you to pack out more weight that are going to allow you to shoot your bow more effective, more effectively. And so it's just really cool to see all of these people that are passionate about fitness like yourself that are now creating resources for people who love to hunt and, and kind of showcase how it can benefit you and add to your hunting. Yep. No, exactly. And Funny story about that. So I, I actually was going into the physical therapy world. I wanted to be a, at the time it was just physical therapist. Now it's doctorate of physical therapy. Um, so it's a clinical doctorate. It's three years instead of four. Um, but I was looking at it. So I, I ended up getting rejected the first year. Uh, they said my, my GPA was, I want to say it was, it was a three, five, and they were saying that it was within their accepted range, but it wasn't in the high competitive range. So at that moment, after I'd spent hundreds of dollars applying to all of these schools, and I realized how much of a business school was becoming yeah. rather than learning. Um, and after working with physical therapists and telling me that really, if you want to make any money at all, which I want I, I'm not necessarily for the money, but I'm for providing for my family better. Yeah. Um, they were like, you'd have to either own your own clinic, uh, which means basically going out of Utah. Cause there's a whole thing behind that, but, um, or you need to switch careers. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, great. Okay. So I, I got rejected. Yeah. Right. And I, I got rejected by them and I was like, okay, so you didn't care about my letters of recommendation. 
you didn't care that I, cause I knew my GPA was going to be a little bit lower, right? Cause for me, it wasn't worth getting straight A's giving up my family life. Yep. Right. I was already staying up till midnight, one o'clock doing homework. Um, I didn't want to take even more time away from the family. So I was okay with accepting a couple of B or B pluses. Right. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I, I realized that they didn't care about my bedside manner. They didn't care about any of my, like I said, recommendations or the fact that I was willing to put in the work, even though I may not be the smartest guy in the room. And that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I said, okay, I'm just going to throw out the big middle finger to him. And I went and got my MBA. I got accepted immediately. Um, and I just knocked that out. So in May, I got done with that. And I realized there's so many other opportunities that I can help people better their health than just being a physical therapist. Because physical sure. therapy is generally um, for after surgery or after an injury. And I wanted to be more preventative yeah. rather than after. So um, that's, again, what kind of contributed to Redbeard's Fit Crew, uh, why I started working with First Form as well. Um, they're just an amazing company. I mean, you're in Missouri. I don't know. Have you ever gone to their headquarters? No, I haven't. Oh man, you should definitely go visit. It's, uh, I, I haven't been out yet, but everything that I've seen and the people I've talked to out there, um, hopefully I'll be going out here pretty soon. And, uh, there's just a great company, you know, U S company. Um, and, and what really clicked with me with first form was when I saw they, they started their first form outdoor side. Yeah, And so I, I may be a gym rat compared to most people, but I don't live for the gym. The gym is a tool for me. Yep. So I don't dress in the bright colored stuff, the, the hoochie daddy shorts, whatever they're calling them nowadays. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Um, if I'm going to look good, it's for me and my wife, but it's also to feel better. Right. Yep. And so when they started their outdoors branch with uh, Jake Arvold, um, you know, I, I applied to work with them and uh, you know, I passed the interview, everything. There was a couple of interviews and then they, they were trying to give me a, one of my, my headquarters, uh, communication guys. And I said, I just want to work with Jake. And they were like, you know him? Like what? And I said, no, I just, I, I just want to work with Jake because he's starting the outdoor side of things. And I see a big, a big potential there. And, uh, anyway, so we, you know, I started working with him and it's just grown and expanded. Um, there's also a, a Facebook group for first form outdoors for anyone that wants to join that, uh, again, great individuals, but the main premise is they're not a, a necessarily a marketing company. It's yeah. more about what needs do you need to fill in your, in your lifestyle. And so whenever I work with people, whether it be nutrition coaching or just, you know, again, giving them pointers. I always ask them to track their food for two weeks, right? And and the first form has an app. If you use your own app, that's cool too. Um, but track your food, be honest with yourself for two weeks. And you're going to see why you're not losing weight. Yeah, <laughs> You're either starving yourself, which most people aren't, or you're not realizing how many calories are in that bag of Doritos that you down the family size bag, not the little single serving size. Right. <laughs> and so when you realize that, and there's no, there's no shame in it, but then you can start making those changes when it's on paper in front of you. Right. Yep. It's just like going back to where we talked about finances, you know, you put those small investments in well, two weeks in the long scheme of things is not that big of a deal to sit there and, and track your food. And then once you start, you know, figuring out what you need to do, if there are gaps in your diet, say you don't have a multivitamin or you need a little bit extra protein, or maybe you're on the road more so, you know, you need protein shake while you're on the road, whatever. That's where first form is like, 
we can fill those gaps for you. But they, it, it's just one of those companies that for me stood out that they're not like, here, take this stack. It's going to fix you. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, what do you need? Everyone's different, you know? So that was a big deal for me. And that's why I started working with them. All across the country, rifle season is upon us or quickly approaching. Whether I'm hunting hogs and whitetail in Texas or mule deer and elk in the Rocky Mountains, I've got a do-it-all rifle system. I've taken a Browning Hell's Canyon Speed in 6.5 Creedmoor and topped it with four Texas precision matched rings and a Viper PST2 5-25x50 first focal plane scope. If you're looking for increased accuracy, an unmatched warranty, or just to start building your own all-season rifle, check out what's new from Vortex at vortexoptics.com and head to your favorite Vortex dealer to make sure you're ready for everything fall can throw at you. That's cool. That's really cool. I I love when people help you problem solve and, you know, it's just kind of like an eye-opener. Hey, just track what you're eating and you might figure it out pretty quick what it is. Like I remember there was this one guy I used to work with and I saw him one day and it was like months between seeing him. I don't, I don't remember what he did. If he was like out of, out of state, like working remotely for a while or what, but then I saw him again and I was like, dude, where did you go, man? Like you've lost (laughs) so much weight. You look like a different person. And he said, the only thing that he changed he cut out adult bre- beverages. Basically, mm-hmm. he loved drinking beer before. And he's like, dude, I'm just not going to drink beer for a while and see how that affects me. The amount of weight he lost just from that. I was like, dude, that's unbelievable. For me, it was energy drinks, man. Like just the amount of sugar and junk in those things. But I I freaking would get hooked on them. I love the taste of them. I'm like, all right, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to down an energy drink on the way to work uh, partway through the day, probably at night because I'm going to get home and want to pass out. But I need to stay up. The amount of weight that I lost just by cutting out energy drinks was insane. And, and do you drink them anymore, like the zero calorie ones? So over the past week, with the amount of miles we've put on driving, I definitely started drinking energy drinks a lot more again. And I I ran out of the ones that I had. And so I said, screw it. I'm done. I'm just going to go with water again. Because I felt great mm-hmm. when I was just drinking water. But yeah going back to like being on the road on long road trips was primarily when I would do energy drinks. And so as soon as we hit the road again, I was like, Oh man, I'm going to need this. And so I bought them mm-hmm. and I really quickly realized I don't need them. If I just drink water and stick with that and just get out of the mindset that I'm dependent on those to be able to, you know, stay up or whatever. I think for me, it's the act of just drinking something mm-hmm. that keeps me away. You know, it'll keep you up. If you drink a lot of water, you just have to pee all the time. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to pee. Uh, the other thing I thought about, I was like, man, I could just like eat sunflower seeds or something, you know, like mm-hmm. anything that just keeps me a little bit active when I'm driving. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I've officially said, OK, I'm not drinking energy drinks anymore again. Uh, it, and it's weird to think like I'm I'm not like an addictive person. I've never really been addicted mm-hmm. to anything. But then to see how much I would crave an energy drink, I was like yeah i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be dependent on anything so i yeah i've cut those out again no i hear you man yeah and and that's the thing too is like um you know it's all about what your goals are 
you know, yeah. and you notice that you feel better without them, that's an, that's good enough. Right. And yeah. so like for me, like I I've cut them out before completely, but they weren't really contributing to my, my calorie intake necessarily. Cause I was doing the zero calorie ones. Um, but I, I noticed the difference. Like at first you, you feel that kind of lump in the middle of the day where you're like, Oh, like, you know, you, you want that pick me up. Yep. So now, I mean, I, I, I do drink them. Um, but it's maybe one a day. I used to do that. At one point I was like up to three plus yeah. my pre-workout. Like Jeez. I sat there and I, and I looked at it and I was like, man, like I'm still tired. And I've had 1400 milligrams of caffeine today. And my heart rate, my heart rate was fine. Like my resting heart rate still high forties, low fifties. And I was like, I don't know if my body just like absorbs caffeine uh, and is okay with it and just doesn't use it, just kind of spits it out. I don't know. But either way, um, it, it is about what, what you need to do. Like your buddy that gave up drinking. Yeah. You know, there's many benefits to that. Um, I've never drank in my life, so I can't tell you how that applies socially. Um, I know there's a lot of social stigma yeah. that kind of goes with not drinking. Um, you know, I guess growing up, like everyone just knew I was the Mormon. So yeah. they never, you know, I was the designated driver, you know, <laughs> that was what I would do. Oh yeah. Um, and so, and I, I, I had a blast watching people get, get wasted. Cause it was, it was kind of funny to see them. Oh, <laughs> like, it's so entertaining, man. To people when watch, you're not and drunk, you're just like, Whoa, that's what people like. I, I remember that there was a long time where I, I hadn't had anything to drink. I mean, like I just never drank really mm-hmm. even through college. Like I wasn't a drinker and I would go back to Wisconsin, which if you don't drink in Wisconsin, they look at you like you need yeah, like what's wrong? medical help, yeah. you know? And uh, <laughs> I went out to this bar with my buddy and there were these girls there and one of them was like, oh, what are you drinking? And I'm like, oh, I don't drink. She's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you don't drink? And I'm like, I just don't drink. I don't mm-hmm. see a need for it. You know, and I'm the weirdo that like, I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. eat sushi. I don't, you know. I, at that point I didn't drink any alcohol and I'm just like, dude, you're basically Mormon. Just go yeah, get baptized. Like, I'm just, I'm basically, <laughs> That's so good. Uh, but I, people just look at you funny. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I just, my whole deal with not doing any of those things is like one, I didn't like the flavor of any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Two, it was more expensive than the stuff that I did like. And three, everyone's like oh yeah it's an acquired taste like eventually you'll like it and you won't be able to live without it and i'm like this is the (laughs) dumbest concept ever especially with coffee people talk about all that all the time they're like it's an acquired taste i'm like so what you're saying is i should drink something that's way more expensive that i don't like the flavor of and i should drink it until i do like the flavor of so that i have to pay more for it and they're like I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds kind of crazy, but coffee's really good. And I'm like, it's only really good after you drink a bunch of really bad. Or you put a ton of creamer in it or, yeah. I'm like, I just don't, I, so I still don't subscribe to most of those thought processes, but yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw something the other day where they were like, you know, alcohol is like, it's like the only thing that people ask you, like, if you have a problem because you don't partake in it. You know, yeah. can you imagine if someone was like, you don't like mayonnaise? Why don't For you like real? mayonnaise? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> See, I mean, are you addicted to mayonnaise? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. It is weird that like people, yeah. it, there's just so much pressure behind it. And it's like, why do you care? You know, mm-hmm. that'd be like me being yeah. like, dude, 
are you into Capri Suns? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, why Why wouldn't you drink a Capri Sun, man? Did like, you have an addiction Sun? to Capri Sun yeah. at one point? Like, Did you have an issue with staining? Yeah. I'm like, dude, who cares? But I, yeah. I guess I, w- I won't say that, like, that's the only thing I've run into because I've, I have run into it with coffee. A lot of people are mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with you, dude? You're not a coffee drinker. Especially and, in the outdoor space. Oh, yeah. And then uh sushi every dude everybody and their mom is like oh you haven't had the right stuff you haven't had the good sushi and they always give me the good sushi and i'm like that still tastes terrible and they're like no it doesn't and i'm like yes it does and they're like well, you just maybe gotta drench is, it in soy sauce and maybe wasabi. this isn't maybe this wasn't like the good maybe maybe we got a bad batch of it and i'm like everybody has excuses i just don't like sushi and you should probably learn to live with that like i just don't like it chill out um what's another one ranch ranch i'm not a big ranch guy like i don't oh no stuff in ranch i'm not you just haven't had the right ranch man being from (laughs) you haven't had the right ranch being from the midwest it's like a sin Uh, barbecue sauce give me as much barbecue sauce on every dude i would put barbecue sauce on my freaking pancake probably like i love barbecue (laughs) sauce but ranch just not a fan and people think i'm crazy they're like oh this is good ranch this is house-made ranch and i'm like Cool. My wife makes some really good ranch. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a huge ranch guy, but when she makes it, it's my it's my wife good. does so the same ship thing. You some. I'm just like, yeah, okay, tastes like the other ranch too. And she's like, oh, how dare you? Anyways, I don't. Oh well. well. While we're talking about that, my son the other day we were up in Wyoming and uh, and and he asked for fry sauce at a place that we'd we'd gotten burgers and fries, and he asked for fry sauce, and the lady was like. No, we don't do that here. And I'm like, he looked at her. He was so offended. He, his little seven year old face. He was like, "What? You don't?" And he looked at me. I was like, "Buddy, that's a Utah thing." And he's like, oh my God. "I was like, let me tell you a secret. Just go mix some mayonnaise with ketchup." Like, yeah, for that's real. Really Every single place in the history of like burger joints and fried joints, like they've all had their special sauce, and they all think it's mm. so clever and unique. All it is is mayo, ketchup. <laughs> And maybe a little bit of pickle juice. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all it is. And everyone's like, oh, dude, you got to try it. Oh, their sauce here is so good. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys really duped into this? Oh, yeah, this place's fry sauce is better. Or this special sauce. And I'm like, it's all the same thing. Like, you realize that, right? You could make your own, and it would probably be the greatest ever. And the yeah. the addiction or the opinions when it comes to food that people have just blow my mind i mean even burger places like oh no way dude mcdonald's fries are so much better yeah it's always that depends on who's making them man because you can get the nasty ones from there too like oh for sure now i will say i love culver's like culver's (laughs) they're burgers they just really know how to do it the amount of cheese and butter oh i'm a culver's burger fan for sure even when i was dieting so I would eat the exact same meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. And then mm-hmm. I would eat the same protein shake and the same protein bar every single day. And one meal a week, I would get to cheat. And my cheat meal every single week was Culver's double butter burger with cheese and cheese oh, curds. Man. Oh, man. that like It just hits different when you're eating healthy, man. Like You eat it, and you're just like, this is what flavor tastes like. <laughs> See, okay, so that that's the thing too, man. So, um, with when I so I cut down, I I hit my heaviest, um, 
oh, when was it? Was it 2018 or 2019? I was about 240 pounds and um, I'm five, nine and a half on a good day. And so uh, that's not, that's a lot of weight to carry around. And I yeah. had lied to myself for a year or two saying, I'm just getting strong. I'm, And then I thought about, it, I'm like, okay, so for outside of the gym, you know, outside of the hour that I'm here, I hate it. Like, it's cool to be strong, but yeah. I'm not going to accomplish what some of these strong men do. Like I hit the thousand pound club where, you know, your, your squat deadlift and bench all are over a thousand pounds combined. Like I hit that and I was like, okay, this is cool. But it like, there was times where I was getting out of breath, tying my shoes. Dang. <laughs> like, and, and it wasn't that I was necessarily out of breath, but like I'd get a headache or like the blood would rush in my head, you know? And, and I'm like, man, this is not, this is not okay. Like, you know, my wife still loved me. My kids love me. My, my son who has no filter, um, the same one about the fry sauce would come up to me and kind of hit my tummy. You know, he's like, Hey, you're fat, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I, he's like, you're strong, but you're fat, you know? And, uh, and so I ended up losing close to 50 pounds. I hit about 190 uh, last year. I'm actually, I'm looking at the picture right now because um, I've gained about 15 pounds of that back, just kind of experimenting and seeing if I felt better at a little over 200 pounds. And I don't. I didn't like, like compared to last year, how I felt in the mountains this year. um, I mean, I feel strong. I feel more mobile than I did last year, but I didn't feel like I had the cardio and I didn't like last year was probably the first time in my entire life where I felt comfortable taking my shirt off. Yeah. And that was even through high school. You know, I never had abs and I accomplished that last year. And then I just, of course, I'm always tinkering. I'm always experimenting. So I was like, oh, let's see if maybe a little bit over 200. And I don't like it. So I'm in the process of of cutting back down um, to where I wanted to be. But for me, the biggest thing is, again, you need to know what your goals are. And I found ways to make things taste good. It was maybe a, like I'd get it to like a 7 or an 8 rather than a 10 out of 10 on the taste scale. Yeah, just fry sauce. But, right. <laughs> no but like you know you get those late night cravings after dinner right um and for me that was a big deal like i I had this sweet tooth you know and i found a way to take greek yogurt um fat free sugar free whatever zero calorie whatever or zero carb zero fat uh, greek yogurt and i'd mix in a scoop of protein and then i'd put in some frozen berries Yep. Right. And that would, and then I'd stick it in the freezer for a little bit and I'd come back and it was basically ice cream. Like I said, seven to eight out of 10, like it's not Ben and Jerry's. It's not any of the, the really good stuff, but it was good enough. And it was, it was like a quarter of the calories yeah. and I could eat more of it. So for me, it was finding that balance of how I can eat more to stay full, but also be okay with the taste. Like it's not going to be that for you, the Culver's burger. Right. Um, It may be, I don't know, whatever your seven out of 10 burger would be, but it would be that comparison, but it would get me to what was more important for me, which was the way I felt. Yeah. You know, because you feel good when you're eating that Culver's burger. It feels good temporarily. Yep. But afterwards you're stuffed. Right. You don't want to do much other than hang out with your kids on the couch. Pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just pass out or, you know, maybe go lay in a a field that's got some sun, you know, like you just (laughs) want to just kind of just chill, do whatever. And um, I I prefer the way that I feel for a long term 
rather than that short term. And that's that's a battle that everyone has to figure out themselves when it comes to health. Um, because, yeah, again, there's people that are super they say happy for me. I don't know how they're happy, but there's people that they say they're happy, but they're overweight. But that's their lifestyle that they enjoy. Now, I don't know if it's that they don't know anything different or if their goal is to just they don't care about living past 60, yeah. you know, and that's OK. Some people don't want to. For me, I do. Right. I want to be around for my great grandchildren. I want to be showing them all these lessons that I'm learning about getting skunked by elk, you know, yeah. so they don't have to go through that, <laughs> um, you know, things like that. So that's kind of my mindset and that's my goal. Um, and that's why, you know, like I said, I'm looking at the picture right now. My wife was kind of laughing. She was like, you, I don't think I've ever seen you put that picture up. I said, well, it's because, you know, it's on my vision board and I finally made a vision board. And I said, that's, that's where I felt my best at, at 29 years old, um, at 193 pounds. That was yeah. where, where I was. And I honestly, like people with my frame, um, are probably, there's people, I don't know how tall you are. Five ten, five. Okay. Between so you're, 5'10 you're and 5'11, yeah. Yeah, so you're about maybe an inch taller than me. Um, and, and what do you, if you don't mind me asking, what do you currently weigh? 182 maybe. And you're saying you've gained like 10, 15 pounds. So Yeah, so I dropped down to 170. I was like at 170.2. Dude, if I was at 170, like I would disappear. Yeah. Like I, I just, the, the build that I have, and I don't know if it's all the years of sports, um, weightlifting, but like I got down to 193 and I hit like a, like a bottom. Like I felt like if I cut out any more calories, I was going to be starving. Yeah. And again, I didn't like that feeling, but also my wife started making comments of like, you're too skinny, yeah. you know? And that was at 193. And well, I tell some but, people that, but you said you've got a great frame and a great base from all the years of sports. You've got big like tree trunk legs, dude. I've got chicken legs. Like I could probably mm. add 20 pounds of muscle just onto my legs without the rest of me noticing any difference mm -hmm. um because yeah. i do i just have small legs man and uh but i my goal weight i was i started out at uh 209 when i first started this like leg of the workout phase that i did and i was like man i'm setting a goal of 190 like i want to get down to 190 and see how i feel because i've always been like i mean there's been times where i've been seven percent body fat in 210 and like I was strong. I felt great, but I was like, I want to get down to 190, like lower my body fat percentage and see, see how I feel. Well, it was almost immediate, like shaving that first 20 pounds off went quick. And I was like, well, shoot, like I'm already here. I'm not even halfway through this workout program and I'm going to keep dropping a little bit. And so I get down to like 170 and I felt amazing. I mean, think about that. That's like you. Like for me, I could put my whole pack on for Western hunting and I would still be a combined same weight as I just was two months ago. And I'm like, dude, I could, I could run up and down these mountains. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so anyways, I, once I hit the road, I started sending the progress pictures to my coach and, um, you know, I, I would send him pictures of the scale every Saturday. Like, Hey, this is what I'm at now. This is what I look like now. And he's like, dude, let's start lean bulking. Let's get you back up to like 190 of just like solid muscle. And I told him, dude, I don't think I want to do that. I said, I want to, I really feel good at this weight. And yeah, I mean, 
would it look better to just have like a big old chest and like giant arms and stuff? I'm sure it would, but I feel real like I feel like I could take on the world right now. And, and say, so and what's your goal? You know, yeah. your goal is to be able to run those mountains, yeah. not have all the muscle. And that's, that's kind of what I, what I've learned is, you know, putting these 10 to 15 pounds back on. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger, I'm fluffier, right. It wasn't all fat, but I didn't feel like that translated to where I wanted it to translate to, yeah, which for is sure. playing at the park with my kids, going on hikes, backpacking. And I'm always, I'm, I'm notorious for being an overpacker, which everyone that goes with me loves that because <laughs> I've always got the good snacks and I've yep. always got, you know, the extra water. Um, but like it helps to lower my body. You know, if I'm going to overpack, I might as well just cut out some of my body weight, you know? Yep. So <laughs> No, I mean, and I get that. Like it, there's, there's definitely a healthy weight to be at. Like for me to maintain 170, I'd be killing myself every day. Mm -hmm. Like I'd always be hungry. Um, you know, like I just don't think that's right. I bet you 180 is probably a really good natural place for me to be. Uh, I will say, I I've always been a fan of the cold. Like, dude, you put me in super cold weather. I love it. I can stay comfortable in it. Losing that much weight that quickly, I freeze, man. I feel like a freaking Yorkie hanging out with a bunch of <laughs> like sled dogs in Alaska, right? Like, I'm just like, holy cow, is it? Why why is it so cold? My wife's like, it's 60 degrees outside. I'm like, I love 60 degrees. Like, that's my that's my temperature right there. Like, why do I feel cold now? And uh, I'm sure some of that will come back. But yeah, to find that healthy weight that that meets your needs, that gets you mobile, that gets you to be able to do the stuff as efficiently as possible that you want to do. And uh, I mean, back to your comment earlier about like the people who say they're happy, but they're really not. And they're like, oh, well, I'm living this life or whatever. Dude, I used to be that guy who I said, I'd rather eat whatever I want my entire life and die younger than, you know, eat stuff that I didn't enjoy and live to a hundred. Mm -hmm. I, I was in that camp for a long time. And don't get me wrong. Like I still want to eat good tasting food. I still want to eat junk food every now and then, but to figure out like how to monitor it and do it in moderation, because when you just let it go and you don't pay any attention to it at all, it's not going to be healthy. Like it's not going to end up well for you at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not, not to mention, um, you know, it, it definitely helps with finances too, when you're not eating out so much, Oh, you know, especially as a family, you know, yep. that, that gets expensive. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, the, we've, we've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of, of health and nutrition, but to be honest with you, like it, it's something that I really enjoy talking about and I enjoy seeing it when it, when the light bulb clicks in people's heads um, and they realize, okay, this is why I want to do it. Um, or even what, you know, sometimes it's even more important to find the, what, what are you yep. looking for? Um, like I know there's that book and I love it. Start with why, but that doesn't always work with some people. Some people need a physical they either need a photo or they need to have had experienced that in the past or whatever. And they need that what before they figure out why they're doing it. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, for some people, it's six pack abs for some reason. Like it's cool to look at, but my buddy or my brother's got or at one point in his life, he had an eight pack, but he couldn't do a sit up like he was weak, you know, okay. <laughs> but he was shredded. Right. And he didn't go to the gym. He was just skinny. But, and, and I, I, I caught myself getting jealous of that at one point. And then I was like, nah, I'm not like, I'd rather be functional rather than, than have that, you know, that eight pack. But, um, you know, it, it's things like that. You just got to figure out your what and your why, 
um, that you're wanting to do it. You know, if it is to simply be able to be a grandma that can kneel down and play with the kids on the floor, like that, something so simple as that people don't think about it until you are that grandma and you go to get down on the floor and you're like, Ooh, like that, that's not supposed to hurt. Yeah. And it's too late at that point. You know, you should have been working on that 30 years ago. Now you can start making changes at that point, but it sucks to hit that realization point at that older age. Um, and to feel, to feel like you can't do anything about it. So it's all, it's all about, again, your goals and, and keeping it as simple as possible. Um, and you don't have to suffer through it. There's going to be some suffering, you know, it just happens. Um, but again, knowing what and why you're doing it helps get through those moments where you want that bag of Doritos. Yeah. And you're like, well, but really that lasts me a minute or two. And then what? You know? Yeah, yeah, for so, real. I mean, to know what you're doing it for, like, like you said, I mean, if it's just to go on a hike with your family, or if you want to compete in Ninja Warrior, like, just figure out exactly what it is, set those goals, and then when you do have that, or like a vision board, like what you've got, like when you have that in your mind, and that's like what you're shooting for, it's real. It becomes really easy to say no to things, and the more you say no to the things that you don't want to do, like the bag of Doritos or the extra beer at the end of the night or a bowl of cereal or box of cereal. In my case, I don't know why they make bowls. Like the box is one serving for me. Have you had magic spoon? What is magic spoon? Oh shoot. Okay. So dude, we're going to have to chat after this. Cause I've got a bunch of stuff that I can help you out. Cause you've mentioned a couple of times, finding things that taste good. Yeah. That work for you. Magic spoon is, so I, I have to be gluten-free. That's one way that helped me lose a lot of weight Yeah. Um, as well, you know, cutting out breads and stuff. But um, Magic Spoon, is it's gluten-free and it's high protein, very low carb, uh, basically Cheerios. Okay. And there's a couple of them. I'm not a fan of some of their flavors, but like the basically Fruit Loops version, um, it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Um, they have a chocolate. They've got a blueberry muffin one. So like, Dang. and it's like little, they're like Cheerios. Um, and I'll, I'll send you some some information on that because it's yeah, really good. yeah magic spoon I'm, especially I'm if you always do a box. about finding new stuff yeah. like that and one thing that i did learn though pretty quickly was if i just had consistent meals that tasted good it was very easy so like thomas the guy who who helped me lose all this weight and give me the workout plan and the meal plan he sent me a bunch of different items and he told me the measurements like for the mm-hmm. chicken the measurements for the pancakes like everything and so even uh, yesterday morning, I woke up, I ran out of my protein pancakes. I do fat-free Greek yogurt mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of pancake mix, um, uh, egg whites, and then um, uh, unsweetened chocolate chips. And so like I make these Greek yogurt protein pancakes. They're better than the pancakes that I used to make. Absolutely love them. I've been mm-hmm. eating those for like... 120 days straight now almost um i think it's like chicken fiesta pasta same thing uh at night venison steaks which now i've got two more deer thank god because like i I ran out of steak for a little while um (laughs) so i had to buy steak from the store that sucked i really didn't enjoy that at all uh but eating the same thing and being able to prep meals like a full week of meals it just makes everything so much easier you warm it up and then you eat it and then you go about your day. It's not taking you all day. You're not mm-hmm. spending a bunch of money going to the store or going to a restaurant and eating out there. So like the more simple you can make it, 
the more carefree, like if it, if it's a chore to, to make your meals every day, well, you're probably not going to stick with your meal plan. Whereas if you can just knock them all out in over the course of two hours and now you've got a full week's worth of meals, like it just makes it way easier. And so find the stuff that makes your workout or your goals easier to attain and you're good. You're going to be more likely to stick with them. No, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I kind of stick with simple, not easy. Right. So it's not necessarily easy to lose weight, but it can be simple. Yep. You know, and and you can just find ways and you need to find ways that taste good. Because if you're just sitting there eating spinach salads all the time with no dressing, like no one wants to do that. And if you do, um, I'd go see a doctor. So, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. But you need some ranch. <laughs> because there's, you need some there's homemade be... ranch. <laughs> no, but like if you're, you know, if you're eating like a rabbit, you know, kudos to you, man. But I, I couldn't do it. So yep. um, that that's very rare to find people that are comfortable doing that. Um and so for me, you know, it is just a matter of trying to find the things that, that taste good, um, but all good, good enough, right? You want that yep. between seven and eight. You're not going to get the 10 out of 10. It's just not going to happen, yep. but you can still get good tasting food and be, you'll, if you start looking at calories and this is where I kind of nerd out about things like that, where, um, it's interesting to me that again, you can get a little, t- a tiny tub of Ben and Jerry's is, you know, it could be like 500 to 800 calories, right? Yep. Just a little tiny pint. And then I made this big old bowl of my own homemade ice cream. And it's got like, I don't know. I think it was like 40 grams of protein in it. And uh, like almost no carbs. The only carbs came from like the, the frozen blueberries yeah, and uh, and no fat, you know? And so the, the calorie count was extremely low. I think I was under 200 calories and I could eat this whole thing. And there were some nights I couldn't finish it. Jeez. And so like, there's, there's things like that, that you can find that are good enough to get you through that sweet tooth. Or, you know, last night, um, you said you, you eat protein bars. I have not found a protein bar that I'm really hugely fond of until I had, there's a couple of protein bars from first form that just blow me away. Last night I had the pumpkin spice one. Um, and it was cold. I like them cold. And I was like, man, I could go for something sweet and cold right now. And I just opened the fridge. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. I haven't tried this flavor yet. Dude, it like perfect amount of cinnamon. Perfect. Uh, it was just when you think pumpkin spice, I mean, it was just great. And it hit the cold that I wanted. It hit the nice little chewy texture I wanted and the sweet. And I was I was good after that. Yeah. You know, so it just uh, there's ways to there's ways to figure it out. And, that, you know, anyone out there listening, I'd love to love to help you. Um, I'd love to have you over uh, Redbeard's Fit Crew, first of all. Um, but then, you know, we do these challenges. Uh, like right now, we're getting ready to start an eight-week challenge. Um, and I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but it, it starts October 10th. And so if this comes out before that, great, hop on. If not, we'll have one in the spring, or I guess the beginning of the year. Um, and we just do these eight-week challenges where you take a, a before picture. I work with you throughout those eight weeks. Um, I don't charge anything for my coaching. Uh, and I just want to see you get better. You know, that's basically it. So, nice. uh, so yeah, just come, come join us over at Redbeard's fit crew. If you guys are interested in that, but, um, it, it really is something that I, I love seeing people's lives improve, uh, you know, when they get more fit, I guess, more healthy. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, well, we're coming up on an hour and I really yeah. don't like 
I say this a lot. I hate cutting these short, but I really don't want to cut this conversation short, but I do have to go host a panel. We are currently at an RV renovation TV show festival. Uh, We competed in it last year and now we're just kind of helping out. So I've got a, I have to go host a panel here in just a minute, but before I hop off two things, what do you have planned this year? What are you going after next? And then also Mm -hmm. where can people follow along um, and, and join up with, um, the fit crew and you know what you're doing on the social yeah. platforms. Awesome. So, yeah, so I've still got my elk and deer tag, mule deer tag, elk tag. We do the extended archery in Utah, certain units that you can still go into. Um, so I'll probably focus more on mule deer. I've got some trips coming up here in October. So mule deer will probably hold off until November when they hit the rut. And it's a lot of fun to chase them in the rut. And then, uh, elk after the first snow, they kind of come off the mountain. So um, that's kind of where I'm aiming for more late November, early December. Heck um, yeah. and I haven't decided on Turkey yet. Uh, the fall hunt here in Utah is all private land. Um, and my buddy that had the private land connection last year, uh, we don't have that anymore. So I'm figuring that one out, but, uh, that's the the short rundown on that. Uh, we definitely didn't even get into hunting at all. I'm sitting here wearing camo and which is the new origin camo, by the way, it's awesome. That's sweet. Um, uh, other things I've got planned. So I do have a YouTube channel. Um, I haven't been putting out gear reviews cause I don't like to just toss out gear, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the other big things for Redbeard outdoors was I wanted to review high quality gear and I honestly wanted to see if it was worth paying more for the good stuff versus going to Walmart, you know? And, uh, it's all turned out to be true. It is worth yeah. paying more to get the good stuff when it comes to outdoors gear, but I'm, I'm putting out gear reviews. I post my podcast on YouTube um, and then you can find me on any other podcast, uh, areas, you know, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all the other, all the other ones. Um, and then Redbeard's fit crew is just on Facebook. Uh, first form outdoors group as well as on Facebook. Um, and then just red.beard.outdoors on Instagram. That's where I'm at. Nice, man. Well, dude, it's been awesome chatting. I've really enjoyed it. Like you said, we didn't get into hunting at all. But there's a lot of good content that I hope the listeners are going to take away from this. You know, they can set goals. They can figure out exactly how to become a better hunter just by focusing a little bit more on their health. And um, I'm telling you, like, I am a believer now. Like, I've been, dude, I've been hunting all my life. And I've never really thought, like, hey, I should get in better shape to assist in hunting. And it was insane. Even going out to Utah for that mule deer hunt, I -hmm. felt so good. And I mean, we were putting on a lot of miles. Sure, I was exhausted by the end of it, but it wasn't like I was having to stop constantly and lean over my mm-hmm. trekking pole and like take a 20 minute break just so I my heart didn't explode. Like I yep. actually felt really good and felt like I could have kept going out there. So um, it's awesome, worth man. it. Uh, but definitely go check your stuff out. Like I encourage all the listeners, go check it out. Go become a part of the Facebook groups. Take part in the challenges. That sounds awesome. Um, and I'm going to have to be part of one of those challenges soon sweet i need to shed a little bit more weight i've got i've got colorado elk coming up so there you go heck yeah well sweet thanks for hopping on man yeah it's been my pleasure and that is gonna wrap it up for today's show i hope you guys enjoyed that one like i said at the beginning of the show jonathan's a guy that i'm gonna have on the podcast quite a bit i feel like we're gonna be friends for a long time to come and I need to, after hearing this episode again and editing it and 
recording the intros and outros, I'm like, dude, I got to get back in the gym. I need to start working out again. I bought all this equipment for while we're on the road so that I could stay in shape because I worked my tail off to lose a ton of weight. And then I have no self-control when it comes to sweets or sugar or fried food or literally anything that has flavor. And so I've been gaining that weight back. But I'm going to knock it out leading up to this elk camp coming up here in like two and a half weeks. Let's see. I'm going to set a goal right now that I can drop 10 pounds before my elk camp starts. We'll see how that works. Anyways. Hopefully you guys are getting out in the woods. Hopefully you guys are connecting with big deer, elk, antelope, mule deer, bear, whatever it is you're hunting. And for real, although this episode was all about fitness, we didn't really dive into the meat of hunting. Fitness can be a huge game changer when it comes to backcountry hunts, western hunts, even just dragging a deer out of the woods if you're an eastern hunter. So don't overlook fitness. If it can get you out there longer, if you can be hunting an extra 10 years because you take care of your body, it's well worth it. So, until next time, get out there and chase a new adventure.